Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Clear Mame. Um, can you hear the champagne in her voice? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. And when it, Jesus walked. Oh, my God. Black <laughs> baby Jesus done shined on us today. The fascist is gone. Mm. The QAnon fantasy did not happen. Mm. Joseph Biden and Kamala Harris were inaugurated. Lots of tears flowed. Lots of happiness happened. Lots of Trump clouds moved away. It was quite the ceremony. I mean, I have been crying, to be to be honest, since uh, the COVID memorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Inauguration Day exceeded my expectations. And I am so happy. Uh, you know, we had talked last week and said, I had said inauguration shouldn't happen. It should just be virtual. It should be underground. And I am so happy that it wasn't. I am so happy to have the vision of a renewed capital, of our renewed democracy in our minds following the desecration that we all collectively witnessed on January 6th. The determination to perpetuate the important rituals and traditions um is is strong and you see its importance and it's like you know nancy pelosi the night of one six saying no we are going back in tonight to finish this now we are not going to let this wait even a day we must go now i don't care how long it takes and this is similar i want the traditions and the continuity maintained and you know biden did what Biden should do as the leader. He talked about, I'm going to be president for everyone, including those of you who don't think that I am your president or did not vote for me or don't support me. Um, That should not be a revolutionary comment, but in this moment it is. He talked about unity, which has been a big thing of his, which is a normal thing that, uh, that an incoming president would talk about. Definitely more controversial now, and I'm glad that he's saying it as a leader. I am not here for unifying 
with the violent, treasonous, seditious, insurrectionist, right-wing, insane, crazy people who tried to take over the government, who tried to participate in politics with uh, an entirely re- surreal approach to the world, like not not focused, not not tethered to actual reality, but floating off in some other netherworld where Trump is good and he's a god and <laughs> he's strong and powerful and mm-hmm. the Democrats he's 180 are, pounds. You know? the Democrats are pedophiles, and, and I'm not even talking about the QAnon maniacs because that's just like the furthest right of the right maniacs, but the the right wing of america is is crazy mm-hmm. is uh racist or racist racist adjacent is uh sexist or sexist adjacent homophobic etc and i don't want to unify with them and i don't think that we should i don't think that you know we didn't ask you 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 wouldn't ask somebody to unify with your oppressor Right, like you know, and they're not like they're apologizing or repentant or even understanding that they lied, they were lied to, they are a cancer on the nation. There's no understanding of that, and they continue to be aided and abetted by all the rest of the GOP. Um, we have a significant problem, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not looking to reunite. Uh, with any of those people. I am not looking to reunite with the 75 million people that decided to vote for white supremacy, that wanted an extension of misogyny, that wanted an extension of hatred. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking to unify with those people, but, you know, to President Biden's note today, which is, you have the right not to like me. That is what democracy is made of, right? We have the right to debate, but we do not have the right. You do not have the right to insurrection. You do not have the right to incite violence. You do not have the right to overthrow your government. How we deal with things that we do not like in this country is that we vote, is that we protest, right? Um, And so I think that, his speech was important because it is a report it's an important reminder to us about the responsibility that leadership has to bring us together the responsibility that leadership has to exemplify legacy honesty transparency truth history all of those things symbolism ritual right um and so do I begrudge Joe Biden for saying what he said with regard to we need to unite? No, because we do. Me as a person, though. I don't have to go. Right. I, I don't have to. I don't have to go kumbaya. I don't have to I mean, look, go and shake Mitch McConnell's hand or oh look God, at the no. fucking shit eating, shit eating grin that Lindsey Graham had on his face, even though he had a mask on. I could see the bullshit uh, underneath uh, that. Right. I mean, you know, look, like the, the job of unifying is going to be on both sides. You're going to have to convince us that we should want to unify with these motherfuckers who don't believe in reality and try to Mm. attack our government. And Mm -hmm. not only the one-six 
motherfuckers who tried to attack our government. But mm-hmm. the right has been consistently attacking government in other ways, in terms of obstruction, in terms of their assault on reality, in terms of electing insane candidates. Um, they've been doing that for years. So they attack on government and democracy from the right has been fairly consistent for many years now. And why I would want to unify with these people who remain a barrier to progress on race, on LGBTQ issues, on climate issues, just because they're... She can't see. She's just <laughs> sipping from the gigantic champagne. It's not even a champagne flute. It's like a big, huge glass of champagne. Oh, wow. I'm it's celebrating been... you, America. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> and yet Biden, I mean, Biden has a very complex situation in yes. that right now, the greatest foe to American mm. democracy is a certain group, a large, but a segment of America. And typically we're used to it being either an abstract threat, perhaps like, you know, an economic problem or disease, or a threat from outside the country, you know, Russia, China, the Middle East, etc. You know, Great Britain. Not a group of Americans who remain angry about something that did not happen and want to go back to uh, oppressing and just being white, being supreme in their whiteness. They're afraid of that slipping away. And so they're activated to attack on behalf of some horrific buffoon of a president. So how do you govern America when the biggest foe to America is a group of Americans? You know, it's such, that's such a good question. And I think that the task ahead of them is huge. It is enormous. And I think that it is incumbent upon all of us to extend to them a grace, right? That we haven't, we haven't had leadership extend to us over the past, you know, four years. To me, it was unfathomable that yesterday was the first time that we had a leader recognize the deaths of 400,000 Americans, mm. right? Like the, the, the idea that that was the first time that we collectively as a country were able to grieve, shed tears, right? Hold one another, feel held. And so I think that what... President Biden and Madam Vice President Kamala Harris have to do in the coming days and coming years is to continue to be who they have always been. Great patriots. Joe Biden was not my first choice, second or fifth choice to be president of the United States. Mm. We talked about this at nauseum on Democracy Ish, but I will tell you that I believe I have believed over the past couple of months that he is the only person that could usher us through this moment because he is the only one that has been through such unspeakable trauma that and has, and has found his way out of it. That right? and plus he is so deeply an institutionalist. He is a decades-long creature of the Senate, vice president. So... 
his experience in Washington and thus the gravitas that he maintains among those sort of people is so high. And because he comes from an older version of the Senate, the depth of his belief that we can unite with Republicans, we can work across the aisle, which is really an, an anachronism at this point, right? I think that the mm-hmm. country has moved, and the Republican Party has moved rapidly away over the last 10 to 15 years to where working together is insane, and they're working actively working against uh, anything that Democrats want to do, and yet he's still stuck in like, no, no, we can work together, an era of bipartisan bills and working across the aisle as a normal thing. It's what the founders wanted, that the left and the right work together to find a compromise in the middle that no one loved, but everyone, lots of people liked. <laughs> um, no, that is not the way that we do things anymore. And it will be interesting to see. You know, Barack Obama in his book talks about basically it took him, he had, I think, more of a sense of surely these people are operating in good faith. So the Republican party. So yeah, that bad thing happened, but surely they're operating in good faith. So let me see if I can work with them to, you know, get some reasonable concessions. And then after a while he realized they're not operating in good faith. They're here to attack and uh, distort the political system. And it will be interesting to see how long it takes Joe Biden to realize that and to start operating on that fact with, and get away from saying, like, no, we must have unity. Because we're not going to have unity. This show. From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. Oi. 
is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. I don't think that we're going to have unity, but I also don't think that Joe Biden is naive. I think that what is beautiful about him and how he will navigate and move forward, given his extensive knowledge of the Senate, given his extensive dedication to public service, is that he's going to make Republicans look bad by doing nothing. That man is going to extend an olive branch. He is going to call for meetings. He is going to offer policies that would roll back, right, the destruction that they have been a party to over the past four years. And he is going to show America exactly who the fuck the Republicans are, right? They're not just racist. They're not just misogynist. They're not just obstructionist. They are people that do not believe in the values and the foundation of this country by their sheer disregard for our constitution, by their sheer disregard for over, oh, I don't know, 80 million votes that they wanted to throw out because they didn't like who people voted for. So I think that what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris need to do is continue to show up and then allow America and the world to see exactly who Republicans are. You know who America is? America is Amanda Gorman. Mm. Wasn't she just amazing and powerful and stirring and brilliant and just freaking awesome? I mean, like, her poem was fantastic. It was, it, it spoke to people and. I was just beyond impressed and proud of her for the job that she did today. 22. <laughs> 22. Deuce, deuce oh is God. how old oh Amanda Gorman is. And if that young, beautiful woman did not embody the hope that is America? I have no idea. I mean, listening to her and the thing that struck me, um, I mean, there was so much, right? Her, her, just her, her physicality as mm -hmm. she was mm -hmm. speaking the words that she was presenting to the world, not just to America. But when she said that through grief we grow, that has been hanging in my heart since I heard her say it, because you cannot move forward without acknowledging the grief and the pain 
that we are in as a country. And it isn't just COVID, right? Like it isn't just the global health pandemic. We have been in pain and in grief for so long. And so to say that through that, that we grow, oh, oh, I just, I want to be her friend. (laughs) I want to, I want to talk to her. Like I just... I hung on every single beautiful word that she uttered. And as like the cameras are coming on her, seeing her sparkling, luminescent, I was just like, oh my God, this is what, this is how, this is what keeps me hanging on to hope. (laughs) This is what keeps me believing that as destructive as this country is, right? That it makes me think that we are also equally possible. Yeah. And I just kept thinking about her being you know like in in a spot that was so desecrated Mm. not long ago and restoring a certain dignity and grandeur and sacredness to that spot and you know just it, it sort of it seems to bring together like we would not be in this moment but for the work of stacey abrams and mm. the grown black women who, you know, stood in line, brought others and said, no, no, we have to vote. We have to get rid of this fool. And now to sort of pass the torch in a way to a young black woman like Amanda to say, like, here's the beauty and the brilliance and the dignity of the next generation. And it's just there's just so much beautiful blackness swirling around this moment from Amanda to Kamala to those Dior Air Jordans that Mina Harris's husband was wearing that were fly as hell. <laughs> Come on. Um, you know, I mean, just just so, so much. And, um, you know, I was thinking a lot about how this is our country because black Americans have been critical throughout American history at demanding America live up to its promise of being a multicultural, multiracial democracy. And we have been the ones who have stood up time and again and said, you're being hypocritical. We are here demanding that you actually step up. And we have forced America inch by inch to be the best democracy that it could be. And if not for the agitation and the protest and the fighting back that we have had, America would be just another boring European country that's not on the European continent. But instead, we have demanded something far more profound of this country. Yeah, I you know, what comes up for me when you say that is James Baldwin's quote, right, about loving America, right? I love America more than any other country in the world. And for that reason, I insist on criticizing her, right? Like, I insist on America making good right on 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 the give me your give me your poor yearning to be free on your creed right on your pledge of allegiance right on your on your anthem that it isn't just words right that you show up in a way that makes us 
believe in the possibility of this thing, of this land, of this project. And I think that it's important because the work of white supremacy is to make us believe that those things are not true, is to make us believe that we are not a part right? That we stand apart and stand alone and that we are only here to be of service, right? To them, not to our faith in what this country can be. And so I, 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 I am so joyful today because we've spent so long criticizing this country. We have spent jokingly time saying, well, you know, pray about it. It may be here. <laughs> it may not, you know, but here we are at the dawn of this new day, believing that there we can still perfect this very imperfect union. I mean, we're far from perfect. You know, when people say, if you don't like America, then go somewhere else. And I like America better than most of the other countries in the world. I mean, France seems really nice. but um... So nice, it seems. <laughs> but, you know, the question is not... Is America a better place to live than than X other country? The question is, is America as good as it could be? Is America mm. as good as it has been? Is America mm -hmm. as good as it will be? Because we can only compare America to itself. And no, America is not as good as it could be, and it is not as good as it will be if we apply the appropriate pressure and push it toward a more progressive and democratic and open and multicultural future. And we can do that. And this is a tepid step in that direction. We were taking previous administration, we were taking rapid steps in the other direction and affirming white supremacy and affirming oppression and affirming racism. Now we are taking slight steps in the right direction, right? And I was encouraged to see a raft of executive orders that that just wiped away so much of the Trump bullshit, right? Just the really dumb shit on one day. We will not move toward true equality in this administration. And we won't move toward it in, in one fell swoop in any administration. But we're going to get closer, and hopefully the next president will be able to push the ball up a little bit higher, and the activists will be able to do their part and push the ball a little bit higher. Um, and slowly we'll get somewhere. You know, I, I, I don't even know that, I mean, like, we talk about defunding the police and completely reimagining the American police force would be interesting. I don't think that's ever going to happen because white people don't feel threatened by the current police force. But if we see an end to the war on drugs, which I believe is truly possible and much more likely than defunding and reimagining the police. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. 
and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. If you end the war on drugs, then you end some of the most basic and aggressive policing of black communities because you're repurposing officers instead of go out and find the smallest amount of drugs on the lowest level person because we can bring in lots of bodies that way and make money that way. We're out of that business entirely. We're out of the business of raiding mid-level dealers which means attacking a whole bunch of people in the community to figure out who the mid-level dealers are. We're out of that business entirely. Um, there's an entirely different relationship between the police and the black community. And we're seeing already a marching forward of marijuana legalization. And I think that Joe Biden could perpetuate that even further and faster. And that, to me, is one avenue where we might see some direct movement toward growth in the way that black Americans are able to live in America. I think that what this administration is going to do, aside from just um, renewing our faith and trust in agency and in government, I think that also what they're going to do is remind us how government can and should be working on behalf of the people. Right. Um, the first slew of executive orders, just the choosing of who the cabinet members are going to be is already historic. Right. Um, I think that it is it, it, it's an extraordinary Everest that is in front of this administration right now. Like, I would not want this job, right? I, I would not want to come in as the political janitors following the Trump disaster, right? And be the cleanup crew. Uh, but I think that what is perfect about them is that each of them are prepared for this moment. You know, uh, Kamala Harris, for, for, for the cop, everybody wanted to call her a cop, and, you know, and, and the way in which she handled her position as California's um, AG, I think will guide her in the ways in which, right, like she had to forge ahead, make mistakes just like everybody else has done, but the lessons that you have learned from that and the responsibility that you have you know, of being the first black uh, woman uh, VP with this legal mind to fix an incredibly broken system. Our criminal justice system is broken, yeah. right? Or as you know, people say it's not broken. It, it's it functions and it, it functions in exactly the way that it was meant to function, right. which was to lock people who look like us up at right. alarming rates, right? right. Um, but I, I, I think that there I still believe I believe that there's a lot of opportunity here and that each of them bring with them a set of skills um, that we're going to be able to rely on for a renewed um, future for us here. Well, I'm definitely thrilled to see Kamala 
where she is as the country gets to know her more and more and see the person who I've had the privilege of knowing, you will be awed by her. She is brilliant. She is cool. She is tough. She is smart. She is, you know, she's, she's, she's so much. And, you know, she's, um, you know, it's not just that it's this awesome black woman. It's just this amazing sort of person, you know, because it could have been, it didn't have to be somebody who was awesome. <laughs> didn't it's have true. to be. Um, so, you know, I, I'm thrilled to see the country get to know her and to see her. You know, she's the sort of person who, if there's a crisis or if there's a big mess, you're like, okay, I, I like you being in charge. You being in charge is a good thing because you're smart. You're going to figure this out. You're going to do something smart um, and move us forward in, 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 a, in a powerful way. Um, God, Gaga was fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm like, Gaga. can we just be like, you know, fun for a moment and talk about first of all michelle obama's fucking outfit oh like the gasping that i had at seeing her because everyone needs to understand what she did at the inauguration of donald trump was amazing she was like i'm throwing my hair in a bun that many women put their hair in in order to wash their face I am not putting on any makeup. Uh, my coat is buttoned because you're not worthy of this, right? Like that is how she showed up uh, at inauguration 2017. Today, oh my God. I was just so excited that she brought her plus one, but it was so, I mean, it was so good to see her. Good God. Yeah, she looked awesome. J-Lo looked awesome. Now I feel like we're on E. Um, J-Lo, thumbs up for her outfit. Who are you wearing? Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> That's who she was wearing. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's just, it's just, it definitely, you're definitely right that, that you see just in the tiniest choices, the joy and the removal of the weight that we felt i mean i go back to the day after the election in 2016 obama in the rose garden and he was trying to put on a good face but jen saki valerie jet darrett the people behind him looked like oh my god we are about to just crash this nation like the Titanic into the iceberg and what's going to happen. And they weren't wrong. They were not wrong. They were not wrong. We have not sunk, but the ship be sinking. Um, it's still salvageable, but uh, Trumpy done left a big mess for Biden. But we all feel lifted by the competence, the intelligence, the dignity the potential for great stewardship from joe biden and kamala harris yeah it is you know donald trump basically left 
the Oval Office with a giant turd on on the floor, much in the same way that his sycophants did to our Capitol building. But, you know, the, 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 the reality is, is that, um, we are busted, but not broken. Right. (laughs) Right. Like we are busted, but not broken. There are definite repairs. Um, but the doctor says we don't need to pull the plug. Not this year. Right. Not at this moment. Not at this moment. Um, you, you, you will pull through. The, uh, I'm, I'm, I was, I was surprised that Trumpy didn't pardon Ghislaine Maxwell on the way out the door. Oh, that lovely upstanding pedophile? I, I, yeah. I, I thought that he, child I mean, trafficker. I mean, surely. She has something that she could say about him, and you would think that he would throw her a pardon so that he could escape that, because that's all he needs. Because he's got a raft of problems uh, ahead of him: legal, a problems, raft, financial <laughs> problem. Um, what do you want? A mountain, a volcano? Yeah, he a got some. He got a problem, lot. A cosmology of problems, Woo. a galaxy of problems. I mean, like yes. financial, legal. Mm lawsuits mm. you know all sorts of stuff's about to come down on his head and i would have thought that she would be one of the potential boulders that he would want to move out of the way but i don't know i don't know let me tell you donald trump you know i i i, I wonder like i don't wonder actually i don't really care about what donald trump is doing right now but i would imagine that the like i if, if this were a cartoon, if it were an X-Men film, I would imagine that the relief that we feel of the anxiety, the depression, the sadness, all of those things about our broken democracy, that we just release that and then he just sucked it in. Mm. Like that's what that's what I want to imagine, that he is under so much weight and strain. I want that motherfucker to sleep with one eye open. I want him to look deteriorated and demoralized in the way that he tried to make us feel at the fact that at any given day, Tish James, Cy Vance, whomever is coming and they're coming with the windbreakers. You ever watch the show Billions on Showtime and he was just like, what keeps me up at night is the, are the windbreakers, the FBI coming in to get him from all the bad trades. And I'm like, I want Donald Trump to sleep like that, right? Like just worried, fearful of being in an orange fucking jumpsuit. Mm, I pray true. the day because that will be our next happy day. That will be the next happy day. That is the best image ever. <laughs> right? Trump surrounded by windbreakers. Oof. Hands behind him. Stupid look on his face. What? 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 Being led away. Mm. And then what I want to play while we all watch that is him saying, it's okay to rough him up a bit and watch that motherfucker's head hit the, the roof of the car before they put him in. Man, <laughs> let that be on the remix. And, and, maybe, and maybe underneath we could have that, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? 
Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I am Danielle Moody with Restored Faith. With Restored Faith. I know, right? Like, we'll definitely be back next week because we know we're going to have a country. We got a country. We got a country. <laughs> wow. Woo. Exhale. <sighs> Feels good. It does. All right. Peace. Peace.